1: to the page get it out of your head and on the page welcome to on the page this is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting my name is Pilar Alessandra and I am the instructor and script consultant here at on the page joining me today back for her third round Third is Acer Salmon. Hello, Acer. Hello. Hi. You got to kiss that mic. I got to kiss that mic. Yeah, you're too tall for the mic. I am. This mic is. How about this? Do you notice me like
0: craning up, right? And you're like,
1: I have to come down. Well,
0: no, because you know what? I I guess in the one the last time I did this, it was to talk. You were supposed to talk a. Above the, anyway, it doesn't really? matter. i date myself. We, we keep I don't know, the because the technology changes, see. That's right. But I'm happy to be, so I was just, you know, yeah, but this is my third time. And do I, is there going to, am I going to get like a jacket, like an SNL thing when I'm on here five times? You get
1: jack. <laughs> you <laughs> I get, get Jack not a jacket. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I have, I don't have any swag. Can I have
0: the microphone I don't that even I'm kissing? Have,
1: yeah. So. No, it, you it, can't. <laughs> You can't, but you know, I've always thought about t shirts, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is what people keep trying to ta- talk me out of, but I think it's hilarious. Ready? Yeah. It's writers do it. That's on the front. Okay. And then you turn around on the page. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's awesome. That's cute, right? Who, who tried to talk you out of that? I don't know. People I'm married to, things like that. Oh, they I'm they to. think that uh, it's not classy, you well, know? Well,
0: it, it isn't, but it's funny. Listen, people you're married to brought in a cat. That's true. To the equation that you wore in the. Anticipating. No, the cat was
1: agreed on, but his marriage to that cat was Mm -hmm. not agreed upon. Um in a way, she's doing me a favor. It's all right.
0: It's all right. We'll have a whole podcast devoted to the cat. Really?
1: Why not? Well, can I come
0: back then? Is that my number four?
1: Yes, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So Acer's been on to talk about about editing. The last time she was on, she was on talking about uh, Muslim characters, mm-hmm. right? And this time she's on because somebody published a book. So let me let me tell you, just give you a refresher about Acer Solomon. Acer came to Los Angeles to produce and edit promos and original content for Miramax films. Disney, Universal Pictures, FX, and the Weinstein Company. Yes, that company. When she's not dodging questions of, (laughs) what was it like? Acer writes funny things. Her book, The Wrong End of the Table, a comic memoir about growing up Iraqi Muslim in Kentucky... Because, like, who hasn't? Was published March 5th, 2019, by Skyhorse Publishing. Acer is currently developing it as a TV series. Acer has had sitcom pilots optioned by Fox, Humanitas Prize, and won. And one was a finalist in last year's Austin Film Festival. She also regularly publishes online articles and essays inspired by her spirited Iraqi family and their immigrant shenanigans, and seems to never run out of ideas, much to her mother's chagrin. <laughs> um, so what we're going to talk about to start, of course, is the wrong end of the table. And this is where my apology comes in. I'm not done with the book.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah, I. I thought it was, you, yeah. She, right before we, we went on, she said, I have I have to apologize to you for something and I'm preparing myself going, okay, hold on, I got to get my, you know, because I, I, I have to get my game face on and I don't know what it's going to be. That's fine. I, I feel so bad
1: because like I, I had one of those moments where I was like, I'm going to have Acer on. Oh my God, I don't have the book. So then I got it on Kindle and then I was reading it it's hilarious, but I have not I have not even begun to get into the hilariousness of it, but so far
0: I'm on board. It so is, you're in the introduction. I finished, you're in the resident Aslan I'm, no, part No, I'm in. Of the I'm on.
1: I'm on like the end of. I think chapter three, something like that. Okay, that's you cool. know, I got through the hor- horrifying.
0: I J care story. <laughs> we changed the title, by the way, of the the chapter. Remember when I showed it to you and it was had a different had a different title. Oh, and. No. it's different now. Okay. I mean, it, what it, you know, now it's just called, uh, playing doctor. Is this what happens in daycare <laughs> before it was a little, it went there a little yeah. deeper. It was, it goes there. Yeah. It definitely goes there. I mean, listen, I, I was an immigrant. I came to this country. This is the first thing that I saw. And I thought, how was I supposed to know that it was, that's not what happened. Welcome to America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little kids feeling
1: each other up in the courtroom, which is, ah, ah, well, oh, okay. So, yeah. so the way that this book is, is, uh, written, um, I just, I love that you add these footnotes, right? And then when you're done reading the chapter, the footnotes are hilarious because they're all like, okay, that was an exaggeration. No, that really wasn't an exaggeration, you know? So this is what this means. And it's just, they're as much fun as, as the chapter.
0: Well, thank you. Was
1: that intentional or did that start to come through as you were writing?
0: You know, it was, um, both. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Here. Kiss that mic, so baby. Sorry. Yes. It was both. It was, um, I tend to meander when I talk. Um, it will probably become evident. I don't know if you're going to be editing me out or anything in this podcast, but, um, I, yeah, I tend to, I tell stories. Well, I think a lot of women do that. We tell it, thematically versus no, no, I'm sorry. We tell it linearly like, so this happened, this happened, this happened, that happened instead of just getting to the point. So, and, (laughs) and sidetracking, I I, I say, I, I single out women because I feel like that's, in the past, it's been a thing that has been specific to women that I've known. So I apologize if I'm generalizing. And maybe some women are listening and they're like, we don't do that. That's ridiculous. She's the worst. I'm not buying her damn book. <laughs> um, no, anyway, I, w- see, again, going way off course. So, yeah. No, it, okay, so that's not linear. You're talking about how we
1: sidetrack. Right, sidetrack. That's. What, I, I think you're absolutely <clears throat> right. Like right. We do, it all is... There is an umbrella of theme, right. but we'll go in all these little rooms Tangents. until we finally get to the point. Ooh, I like the rooms thing. There you go. Yeah, you can keep that one. Okay. Continue on. Okay,
0: because uh, I know you're you're right on track right, in your right. head. Go yeah, for it. yeah. So basically, um, I you know, that's wh- that's how I talk. And so when I was writing the book, I I was writing it conversationally. I was writing it as a, as I was thinking, as I was talking, and then. Um, as I was writing it, it developed. I have a very, um, I have a very strong relationship with my mother, and strong in both ways. I love my mom, but she, you know, if you'll re- when you get to the the end, you'll see how like she's pretty much being be- like like a lot of Middle Eastern women. We our mothers are you know very involved in our lives, and um, for better or for worse. And so she became this, she became this character. That is you know sort of the the, the voice in my head and um, and then it 's sort of because the book is is a, is a comic memoir, and it 's funny it meant to, meant to be funny first and foremost. She started out in the body of the of the book, and then you know, sort of got relegated to the footnotes. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> um, you know, it was kind of like I was having this fight with my a discussion with my mom, where she was weighing in on you know, wait, are you really going to put this in the book? Which a lot of these conversations actually happened, where she's like, no, no, don't don't do that, don't do that, don't put that in. And when we when I had the um, they live in Austin, and when I did the uh, the book tour, I made sure I stopped in Austin, and it was great, but it was also horribly nerve wracking because you know was kind of like this is my coming out to my family, even though my mom had read the book. Mm-hmm. She read the book and she also listened to the audio because I did my own I got the to, to do my own audio um reading of the book. And so some of the things that like, you know, on the page are a little more um are a little more innocuous. Hearing her hearing her daughter talking about these things, and I don't go into graphic details. It's not like there's no it's not um what's the word I'm looking for? See again, I, I lose words. But um it's not, there, it, it's not like I don't get into, yes. Not clinical. There's, there's another word I'm looking for, but um, yeah, I, I don't, it's not, it's not. Dirty, no, tasteless. Tasteless. Yeah. It's not <laughs> that basically. Yeah. Something like that. I was so, going to find more synonyms. It, I it, thought this would be a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I'm going off on a tangent again. Cause I'm not in, I'm answering beyond your question. But um, anyway, so when she was listening to it, she was, it was like I was talking to her and so it, it made it more real. And so some of the things she was like, Oh, why did you, I'm like, why did you do X, Y, and Z? A lot of this, the dating stuff, you know, that that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so as I, as I was writing it, I was consulting her because I knew that when the book came out, you know, she was going to be reading it. There's no way. I mean, I'm writing as myself, I'm writing about them. And so I wanted, you know, to be, um, courteous to them and and have, you know, the respect, but at the same time I wanted her to know what she was, you know, going to get into. So, I would check in with her and, um, you know, then I kind of incorporated that into the book. And then when I got into the editing phase, the editor actually folded a lot more of the things that were in that were sort of sidebars in the chapter into the footnotes, which made it even funnier. So, um, that answers your question. And then some, I like, I like the idea
1: that, I mean, I know that you're adapting into a TV show and, you know, but like, there's this part of me as a as you know, somebody who deals with scripts that I would want in the TV show or in the feature, I would want your mother constantly talking to you. <laughs> like, like she's in the footnotes. Like, why are you saying that? What does that mean? you know, yeah. don't say that, you know what I mean? Like I right. almost want her presence mm-hmm. in the scene. Yeah. Is she going, or how are you going to deal with the footnotes in any kind of script adaptation of it?
0: You know, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. That's a that's an interesting um, as a as a device. That's an interesting thought. I, I had I've thought about that, but I haven't really. I've mean, just been sort of playing mainly with getting the 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 broader picture of what the show would be about. And I mean, even though the the book takes place in um, it's you know. Basically, uh, the the full title of the book is, uh, is The Wrong End of the Table, a mostly comic memoir of a Muslim Arab-American woman just fi- trying to fit in. So it goes from my childhood to basically my life now. And um, But I think the show will be, I think the show should be set in present. It shouldn't be, you know, looking back and, you know, it's sort of like not so much a um, a period piece, I guess. So maybe use it just as a springboard. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's like the
1: backstory of what the TV show
0: will be. Well, yeah. Or, or I'm a big fan of flashbacks, like the, the not flashbacks, but like the pop outs, you know, like the, mm-hmm. they did on, um, you know, Family Guy or 30 Rock or what's mm-hmm. a more. Com, com, um, current, yeah. So something you know. where you're seeing the just, truth yeah. in the flashback. Exactly. Right, 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 right. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm just kind of, you know. We're shopping it around right now and just, you know, sort of I'm working with Jeff, who's my manager. Jeff Portnoy, Portnoy. yeah. Who was awesome. on the show. He and, was?
1: Well, yeah, because I've known Jeff since he was a baby manager. So, That's yeah, right. It is a small he, start, he started, like, when he was first on the show, it was before he'd gone out on his own. And now he's just this big hotshot and, like... Half of his clientele are on the page
0: writers. Is you that, didn't know that. No, I did. Well, you could have a whole party with everybody. Really? Yeah. Well, the, we'll, we'll do that. I'm looking around the space. That's yeah. got amazing acoustics. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's have all. I, th- I think. I, yeah. Writers. I did read um, somebody. It wasn't. Is it? Was it? Maybe it was Lee's client. But you're, you kind we sh- of we share. Yeah. Em. Pretty much. Yeah, um, it was somebody that got staffed or something, and I was like, "Wow, he's good." Yeah, well, because
1: he's awesome. So yeah, Jeff is awesome. Yeah, he's very cool, and he, t- he has good te- Good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say good teeth. He's he got has t- a good. I'm taste. sure he's got good teeth, and
0: he's got yeah. good teeth. I haven't seen him in a while, so. When I saw him, his teeth, for reg- okay, we're just gonna move on. I'm sorry, mm. sir. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna count. I'll all just the- keep, apologizing keep apologizing to you
1: through the whole thing. We should it's been, keep it tally. It's been quite a week.
0: We're not supposed to apologize
1: as women anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. I'm sorry for apologizing. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, you mentioned the edit, right? So you, you 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 know you write this all out, and then your editor mm-hmm. takes it, and you know does her job on it now you have been an editor for years right so how did your own sort of editing sensibilities lend themselves to the narrative Mm -hmm. did you go in and and did you do your own edit of this were you writing like you were editing
0: as you write Mm -hmm. how did did that contribute yeah i mean we should we should clarify that i'm an editor a video editor Mm -hmm. um but yes it's um well, it's an interesting thing because when I write scripts, I edit as I go along and, and I do, well, actually I should, okay. When I write, when I start any project, I have to, I real. I know you're supposed to start it and do the, what, uh, what's a more graceful way of saying vomit draft the, like the, you throw it on the page, you get mm-hmm. everything on the page. And, um, I know you, and I, you know, I actually teach, I also teach short film writing at Loyola and I always tell my students that you have to put it on, just get it on the page. And then it's going to, you know, as you start writing, you get, you write more things and it's, it's not, in, it's not writing if it's in your head. Right. But for me, I have this OCD thing, whatever obsessive thing where I have to get the, the beginning right and I have to get the ending right. And then the middle is like a sandwich. And then it doesn't matter. Like, I, I'm i not a good, um, I'm learning I have to do outlines and treatments and things. I didn't do that for the book. Um, I, I secretly don't think you
1: have to. Really? Yeah, don't tell anybody. Because, okay. like, I teach outlining, okay. right? Why? But
0: Can, well, well,
1: look, especially, I mean, for scripts it is good to have a sense of where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's just four parts, just so that you have like a map, right? Yeah. But when it comes to the, the scene by scene outline, my feeling is sometimes you, you blow your creativity in that outlining process where, whereas like it'll be sort of fresher and just coming out of your head if you're actually just writing it. And I think with the T with, with a, a book, I'm with you. I mean, that idea of just that sort of the spontaneous voice that's in your head Mm -hmm. and, and seeing what, what happens Mm -hmm. when you,
0: when you put it on the page must be exciting. You know, I have to say, and I don't know if this is going to make anyone mad or, or whatever, but writing a book is so much easier than writing a screenplay a million times easier. So why was it, why was it easier for you? Because, well, again, because it, it, you can make it what it is. What it what it, you can make it whatever you want it to be. Um, there, it, with screenplays, I find well with with scripts anyway. First of all, I get caught up in the whole interior, you know, like setting up interior, exterior, all of that kind of thing. I get, I spend, I will literally spend half a day going should she be interiors looking out, you know, all that. Remember, I mean, all of the the scripts that you're, and you're like, I I would send, you know, to Pilar and it's like interior angle on now in the Uh, living room. And she's like, no, (laughs) but it's just, it's like, it's, it's a little, I don't know what the, you know, it's just more, um, it's more, it's just more conversational to me and it's just easier. So it it was, is that me that I'm I don't know. I don't know. Am I doing
1: it or? I don't know.
0: Oh, it's, oh, it's the chair. It's the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Bad chair. I'm just, I keep moving around. Um, So it's, it was easier for me in the sense that there were, because it removed restrictions and I think I didn't have to edit myself as much where I would with a script, Um, you know, it's that whole script like, and, and I've, I've been writing pilot, I've been writing TV scripts half hours. So those are even, you know, for me a lot easier than writing a feature script. I haven't written a feature in forever and I'm writing one now. And I'm just like, this is the hardest thing because, Oh, I'm on page 20, but I haven't, you know, I need to get in all the exposition, but not make an expositional and, you know, all this kind of thing. And I'm probably being very narrow minded in terms of what a screenplay is versus a book. So that's probably, again, forgive me. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience, but for me it was easier for those reasons because I didn't have to worry about having the, the, the structure and the format. I just had a book. My goal was, this is a story about a person trying to fit in and every chapter had to hit that. Um, I think, but the fact that I think because I was, um, a, a, an editor for video and also have written scripts, I was thinking, um, sima- cinematically anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know i i you you use all of the things um and what i mean by that is like the chapters because this was about my life and you know my life every chapter is a chapter in my life basically while well, music was a big thing for me and you're not going to hear the music but every chapter i named kind of after a song, because that was what was happening in my, you know, life at the time. And especially being in, you know, for me being an immigrant and not speaking English when I came over here and music was the way to kind of, you know, you to feel like you can connect with the world here with, with the people here. So like, you know, Rhinestone Cowboy was a big part of my life. And so that's, there's a chapter called, I think it's, I forget the name of my chapters, (laughs) but it's, it's something to that regard as Xanadu is another one. We lived in Saudi Arabia for a while. Um, again, I'm going off tangent, but, um, the, so it was, it was easier in that regard. Um, in that it was a lot more free flowing me writing kind of almost like, um, and I gave myself permission because it was almost like writing a a journal that maybe somebody would find interesting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like it was because it was, it's, it's not a fictional, it's, it's my life. And, um, it's a, you know, slightly exaggerated, but I think I put that in there. I mean, that was, that was another thing that I was worried about. I was like, what if, you know, somebody calls me on something. What and, if Oprah
1: goes now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's some what of I- this isn't exactly true. <laughs>
0: What was that, James Fry? Is that yeah, 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 that's, yeah, Oh, believe me, that was again. These are all the things that, like, when you're you know, when you're new and you're like, oh, you know, I got. I would love to have the problem of of Oprah having of Oprah scolding. Uh, yeah, in. exactly. But um, but yeah, it was it was um. It, I think the footnotes just seemed to be. It was that whole thing of like the structure of because of a book in a book you have footnotes right. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to use the form. The form, the form of the format, is right? That, yes. So it's just
1: a, almost shining a light on the format, right? And going like, oh, now I get to do this. Right. I'm going to do this to the nth degree. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 I I I really enjoy that. I like I love books that do that. That sort of take liberties. And also, what you said about kind of writing without an outline, there is actually a term for that in the novel world. I found out from. Jen Klein, who was on the show and is a big YA author and also a a big TV writer, and she said it's called Pantsing It.
0: Mm. You've heard that? I was just going to say, is it called Pantsing It? But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. it's literally called Pantsing It. Pantser or planner is what I've heard. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, there are planners and there are pantsers. Pantsers. And the planners plan, right? They outline, and Mm -hmm. the pantsers are doing it by the seat of their pants. Right. And that is, you know, understood and to some some point acceptable Mm -hmm. in, in the novel world, you know, in in the fact that you still don't want to have mush when you're done, you want to go back in and you want to edit and, and find a narrative path. But in the actual writing of it, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, sometimes to just go by the seat of your pants and see what comes out. Well, yeah, it's absolutely. And it's important. I think, well, I think, okay, so I'm going to actually go back and say as much as I don't love, personally writing tr- treatments I do see the value in them and I do make my students do them and I'm I sound like a hypocrite but I will do them myself but what I do is a combination so I think it's important to have the structure but like you said like if you're spending so much time you know if it's an emotional or visceral scene and you're trying to write it in in, a, in an outline and I think I remember a while ago one of the scripts that, that you consulted on it was just a treatment mm-hmm. and you kind of you're like I don't okay I mean this is a far as I can go with this because I don't you know I, I think I know what you're doing but it's a lot of this is going to be it's going to come through in the dialogue a lot of this is going to come through in the you know the, letting the scene breathe and that's the thing and and I feel like when you write like for me well I, when I write and it sounds like that this is now that there's a, or now that I've learned this phrase, pantsing, <laughs> that it's actually a thing is that, yeah, it's like, I feel like when you, you get it on the pa- you write on the page and then you're writing the bad dialogue or the dialogue where it's like, what did you, what did you mean by that? What, you know, like that, all the stuff that like gets then cut out, mm-hmm. then you go in and make you make way for the, the good stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, I mean I haven't been able to figure out how to do that in an outline so I have to do it in an, in dialogue and that could just be that I'm not, you know, far along enough as a as a writer but um but yeah I think I mean whether or not it's I feel like the difference going back to your to answer your your question about me being an editor it does they've kind of helped each other my writing has helped my editing obviously in, in terms of just, you have to, it's really, it's all storytelling. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like whether you're telling, you're doing a 30-second commercial or you're doing the things that I do right now, which are like the, the featurettes, the contents, the little mini documentaries, you're in beginning, middle, and end, and that's, that's it. I mean, you know, um, and if it's a f- short script, if it's a, a half-hour sitcom, if it's a feature, I think the difference for me that I'm re- kind of getting back into with the feature thing is, having the characters have to learn lessons and I was used to in TV, like just, they can just not learn lessons forever and you know, you can kind of ride that. And I kind of love that. But, um, but yeah, I mean the book was, it was, it was super fun for me to write. It was freeing because again, I don't mean, you know, maybe it was the whole idea of like, eh, who's going to really read it? Like maybe nobody will read it and it doesn't matter anyway. Whereas like a script automatically like you write it with the idea that it's going to go on a screen Mm. and people, lots of people are going to read it and people are going to have notes and writing. And this is, again, this is all my, my, um, I don't know the, my stereotype, not stereotype, but the, uh, yeah, like my, my generalization of it. But it's, I I felt like it, it was such a solitary thing and people are reading it in a solitary. Usually you're reading a book by yourself unless it's a book club. And so, um, it just kind of—I don't know. I, I it was it was I had less stage fright, and so I can kind of write this thing. But on the other hand, it was me writing as myself mm. instead of hiding. You know, I, I've been—you mentioned all the, the scripts that I'd written, various some form or other of my about my family. It's always been from the point of view of like a character, like a you know Sammy or Wafa or somebody who was me. But then I'm also a little bit in the you know antagonist character as well but here I am writing about me. And so it had to make absolute sense. Like, you you know, I had to justify any view that I had, or so I thought, because otherwise you're going to get somebody going, ugh, privileged, or blah, 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 or whatever, you know, like... Well, you had a lot of critical voices in your head. I, yeah, so there... Yeah, but that's, that's less about me being an editor and more about me being Middle Eastern. <laughs> no shade against Middle Easterners, but that's just, you know... But, um, yeah, so it's a lot of, a lot of stuff, but, um, I think that's the thing is that I, it was terrifying, but it was so freeing to write as myself. And I don't know that I would have told as true a story in a script form. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that, um... Because it allows for internal
1: discussion with with a novel, which doesn't allow in, right. in a script. Script it really yeah. show don't tell really does apply. You right. need to show the emotion, even if it's an expression on a face. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about the emotion because then you're being on the nose. You know, I am, I am feeling so confused. I am feeling a mixture of this emotion and that emotion. People don't say that, Mm -hmm. but in the, in the narrative of a novel, they can. And so it, I would imagine that is freeing that you can get inside of somebody's brain just for a while and sort of float around and talk about what Mm -hmm. somebody's actually thinking as they're doing something. That's an excellent way
0: of, of, of saying that. I should use that in my Future uh, <laughs> marketing material. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like it's it's a way of getting into people's brains, <laughs> and floating around.
1: Well, you know, it's it's <laughs> funny because you know, as somebody who reads scripts all day long mm. for a long time, I couldn't read novels again because for when I read for the studios I would have to read novels overnight just for plot points you oh know they'd be like here here's this incredible novel tell, if it, tell us if it's a movie in the morning right so I'd just be skimming basically mm-hmm. and it took all the fun out mm-hmm. of novel writing and then and it kind of broke my heart because that's I've been a huge reader since I was a little kid mm-hmm. and then my when my oldest got into reading we i started reading the books she was reading for school mm-hmm. with her as i was traveling so that we could have something to talk about That's you cool. know and then it made me start loving um loving novel writing again we started with the great gatsby mm-hmm. and um i guess all this to say that i relax at night reading a novel because it is so different from script writing because I'm inside of a, somebody's brain. I'm not having, I'll just see where this is going to go. It might not go anywhere that really makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be in a novel that's so boring that I'm just like, well, something's going to happen. And like the consultant in me just shuts off, you know? <laughs> Whereas if I was reading somebody's script, I'd be like, uh, it's time for something to happen. I see. You know? Christ. So so I guess that's why I, I love what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I have so much admiration for novelists and also just sort of an affection for just being able to to pants it every once in a while. Well, you know? thank you.
0: I, I, I mean, I have never written a novel. This is actually just... A true story. So it's just basically it's you know me looking back on horrible, painful periods of my life and going, oh yeah, oh yeah, here's the here's where I, here's how I could here's what I learned from this. But um, yeah, you know what? But okay, I was just, I was just gonna say I was going to do the the thing that we we're not supposed to do, which is put you know kind of. Uh, Be a little self-effacing and go. I didn't write a novel. Novels are different, but I guess again, story is story, right? Right. I mean, a a character, the main character, is the main character. So okay, I I accept your yes. It's a it's
1: a memoir. Yes, you know, but it goes down like you said. There's exaggeration. There's uh there's attention to genre Mm and being very funny. There's you know, it. it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I still call it a novel, but anyway.
0: But you're only on chapter three. Oh, right. (laughs) You don't know what happens. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) In my head, I'm like, it's the best novel ever. Well, good. You know what? (laughs) Let's actually let's, let's, let's use that for the marketing part. Let's take out the, in my head, it's the best novel ever. And then we'll just use that. That'll be our promo for trailers, for book trailers (laughs) or whatever. You
1: had mentioned in a letter to me, you said, you know, sometimes it's just just being able to just, just talk about yourself. Like you said, you're not hiding in a character or anything like that. If somebody wanted to write something that was actually about themselves, Mm -hmm. whether it's a TV show or a feature film or even a novel, what would you
0: advise them to do? Do it first. Do, Uh, do it. Just, just write it. Okay. Write it. Um, I came out of this experience. I had never, I came out to film school. I was going to be a, director or you know whatever have my three picture deal whatever I fell into editing and then through that I realized I like staying in a dark room and looking at, at video and then I realized wait a minute I want to create my own stories and so that's basically a different kind of room looking at a different you know screen but I um I lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. I just totally... T- <laughs> t- talking about, like, like uh, writing, you know, your own story and where you start. Right. Okay. So, right, so yes, thank you. Thank you for keeping me on. <laughs> again, this I'm is, in the room is, with you. <laughs> I went to the room. I'm right there. I'm this, holding your hand. This is this, Luckily the editor didn't have to deal with this cause it was on the page, but they, my, but, my agent actually took the first pass. Okay. So he, you know, we can talk to him. He's, he, he was like, um, I don't know about this chapter. What the hell are you trying to say? No, he was He was, he was awesome. Um, so no, I, I'd never dis- I'd never dreamed in a million years of writing a book. Mm-hmm. I never, it was not even on my radar. Um, and let alone a book about me, it just kind of, it was, it sort of, it, it grew out of, um, I was writing uh, blog entries, little vignettes about my family and just being an immigrant and they were funny and a mentor of mine, um, Lowell made, you know, we had dinner one, one Christmas, like a, a few years before. And he said, have you ever thought about putting your stories into a book? Because I think at that point I was writing them as feature scripts or something and they were just more vignette-y. Um, so I think that, yeah, the, like when I started, I started to write them and then they became this thing and I found the story as I was writing it. I mean, I always knew that it was, my whole life has been about trying to fit in. It's been about, you know, I, I was, I was born in Iraq. I grew up in Kentucky. This was in this before Iraq was a, you know, a known, uh, um, household name. Um, it was, you know, before the Iraq war it was all before nine 11, all of that stuff. And I, you know, nobody really knew what Middle Eastern people were at the time there. I remember my, my father and I were at a, a ice skating rink or something. And some kid comes by with his dad and he's like, my dad was speaking to me in Arabic and, and the kid's like, what dad, what are they? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I think they're Mexican or something. Oh, nice, and I, and I nice. was fine, but no, we were, I wanted to just fit in. I just wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to blend. I mean, I, I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to blend. And so, um, Yeah, I mean, it was just like me that the whole, my whole MO in my life has just been to not stand out. And I went to Catholic school, you know, like, and then we lived in Saudi Arabia for a while. So it was a lot of stuff where I didn't feel like I didn't fit in. And so as I was writing it, I found this thread of this interesting, you know, feeling like being at the wrong end of the table, which is literally the reason I called it that is because I've been at parties or banquets where i always feel like I'm at the wrong end, you know, grass is always greener syndrome, whatever, imposter syndrome, all of the stuff that's coming out now is stuff that I felt before and I didn't know how to, how to speak it. So, um, I didn't know that I could be authentic like that. And so to answer your question, if somebody wants to write a story where it's about them, but they don't, you know, think, well, I don't, who's going to be interested or whatever, just write it because all you can do is write your own. I hate the phrase, speak your truth, write Mm -hmm. your truth. But I mean, that's really the only way to say it. You can write the truth that's inside of you. All you can do is just write who you are. And you know, you, you, when you get deeper into it, it becomes a bigger thing. When I started writing this, I thought, okay, memoir, great Muslim woman, you know, I didn't, I'm not like Malala, you know what I mean? Like, I. <laughs> yes. No,
1: you are not like Malala. I did not go, I did not. I've gone out to drink with you. <laughs> you are
0: not like Malala. <laughs> You're lovely, though. Well, my point is that, you know, it's, I've thought, I've thought that memoirs had to be about something important. Right. And again, I'm putting it, I'm, I'm being self effacing when I say something important because what I learned and this was all, this is around 2016 and it was all timing as well because that was when Trump was happening and all of that stuff that was going on and, you know, hashtag me too was happening, all of that stuff, you know, where it was about finding your authenticity and speaking your voice and everybody's voice matters because everybody was having a voice. Even the ones that were, you know, Not the, even the the voices of vitriol, you know what I mean? Like there was so much hatred and stuff. And so the people that were speaking out about it, it was, it was, it was time because for so long, especially, and again, not, not getting too much into the, the cultural stuff, but for a long time being Muslim, we weren't, you know, we didn't have, we weren't seeing ourselves represented. I mean, we, we had that whole, we did, I did that episode, um, a few years ago about how it was just beginning. Right. But again, it it all ties into it. It was just this feeling of feeling like, Oh, I don't like, I've never seen anybody like me on TV. I've never seen anybody like me in books that it was exactly like me. And by that, I mean, you know, again, I, I Muslim Arab, but I didn't have these horrific things that happened. The worst, the most horrific thing was, you know, in like, you know, seeing Things I probably shouldn't have seen in daycare, or, um, <laughs> or um, you know, like later somebody calling me Azer Razor. Did you shave your butt today, or whatever? You know, like stuff like that in third grade. You know, side note. Yes. In when I was later on, years later, somebody in my newsroom, I worked in news, called me eyesore, and I thought that is genius. These idiots in like you know third grade, they miss an opportunity. Right. You, you want know? to go
1: back and rewrite them. Exactly, and be like, really? You yeah. thought you—that were- wasn't even a good one. <laughs> Try see, ISOR.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: So um, anyway, that but- wasn't a side note. That was a footnote. That was a footnote. You're right. Oh. Well, see. So
0: this is the thing. They they were they started out as side notes, and then we made the the editor said, no, let's put That's them in made them, made the them footnote. in the footnotes. So it. Get it. Get it. yeah. So it's it was she made them just the right amount of meandering. <laughs> 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 She's an awesome. I had an awesome editor. I had an awesome. Um, agent. But but yeah, to, the advice to anybody is really just do it. You just have to do it and, and try as much as you can not to, you know, give yourself that negative self-talk of, I'm not, it's not going to be interesting enough because it's going to be interesting to you and then you'll find something out. That's, if, if, if we're going by my, basically, basically my experiences, that it was, I thought, okay, A, somebody, maybe my friend, my friends will find it interesting it'll be a lot cheaper than therapy. I can just work out some stuff. Sure. And as I was writing, I discovered um, a theme of my life. And, like, again, like, we were... You know, there were times where I didn't... I felt like I didn't fit in. There were times where I thought, because I was so focused on the fact that I wasn't fitting in, I was actually being privileged because I could pass as an American white... You know, not Caucasian, but I don't look... You know, but, like... I could pass, whereas my African-American friends could not, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so there was, it was stuff like that that I didn't know at the time, and as I was writing it, and as all of this stuff was happening with intersectionality, and all of that, you know, in, in, in 2016, 2017, that I was learning, it was it was just kind of this sort of moment where I went, oh, wow, like this is, so it, it I don't know, it kind of all kind of happened at once, but it started with this this kernel of yeah, I don't know. It's who's going to, you know, bubble of innocence. Is anyone going to care? Do they want, like, do you want, do they want me to be a drug addict or something like that? But you know, you don't have to. And, and we're, and we're seeing with more content, like the Rami, the, do you watch the show? Rami?
1: I've heard it so good. It's really
0: fantastic. And it's, again, it's one person's, th- that's another thing is, is my, um, my point of view has always been like, this is my point of view. This is my experience. I don't represent everyone else, but this is basically my way of saying, you know, we're not all, we're not, it's not a monolithic thing. We're, you know, we're, um, we're, we all have our individual experiences and you don't have to be an immigrant to have that. I think, I think it's just a person thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the, the Rami reference is that it's just, you know, this guy who's going about his business, trying to, you know, balance his, his life being a Muslim and being an American and being a young guy. And, you know, we need more stuff like that because everybody has that story, you know, right. um, yeah. I, I, I did this, um, uh, I was like a book fair in Kentucky. I went to back to Kentucky twice. I went to Southern Kentucky, which is, I learned something interesting that that is a sanctuary. Um, Bowling green is a sanctuary um, city really for a refuge. Yeah. It was, so I was like, wow, that's really cool. But, um, I had a, so I taught a memoir writing class and, um, or workshop. And a lot of these people would come in and they'd say, I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything interesting to happen. And then they would proceed to tell me the story that was fascinating. And right. I'm like, That's the thing. Like we, I I think everybody needs to realize that there's an interesting. If you think it's interesting to yourself, then chances are somebody else is going to think it's interesting.
1: Right. And I like what you said about you know, and when you do write about yourself, and you start to see the thematic Mm -hmm. tissue in a way, right, and it it suddenly it can help you figure out your own Mm -hmm. life, but it also could help you toward editing after that too, because okay now there's a a thematic through through line i need to edit around that right mm-hmm. and now suddenly it becomes about the wrong end of the table right? right um yeah and it's it's funny because i think sometimes we talk about theme on the show and we talk about like do you write to theme or do you let theme bubble up and i'm a big big believer in let it bubble mm-hmm. up because then you start to realize like oh did we get that that flush on the microphones <laughs> i'm pretty sure we did we could have passed it as something else but now no we've there called it attention is it. <laughs> might have been a comment on my on my uh I, rambling i wish perhaps we should wrap up the show
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you won't know what we no, go no no i'm just, learning
1: things i'm just saying like that's an interesting process like like you said write it mm-hmm. what's the theme that connects everything right. edit around that theme
0: yeah, I mean, this is look. The thing is, it's and this is something that I always, whether it's me being an editor, a or writer, or whatever, or just me. I mean, I'm sure it's being a storyteller. Is it, it has to be organic? It has to come. You have to make it. You have to allow it to be what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, if I had, if the the memoir, you know, the thing that the book that I wrote, if it had lent itself to being something other than a book, then I would have written that, right? Or it, it would have become that. But it it was that, and I think that's the. I think that's the, probably bigger than just if you want to write about yourself, what should you do? Is what's the format that the thing is going to take? Because you know, what if it's and I get and I know we're supposed to. We're, I'm supposed to bring this back to screenwriting because this is on the. No, page.
1: no, no, no. We, I think.
0: Yeah, I, no, but it, it's but fine because it, a lot it, of people are writing books out there, and, right. and, and like you said, it's it it it's what it needs to be, right? You know? and I think that and one if you if it if, if it becomes what it needs to be, then it's. It just I mean, again, I don't want to get all zen. It just It, it just will be. It will be. <laughs> you know, Acer... I'm going to write a haiku next. I just learned on NPR what, what they are, the 575. Five,
1: yeah. Do you know, in one of my writing groups, not in the one tonight, but mm. in my Monday night writing group, everybody was coming... Like, they would bring in pages, but they'd always apologize first. Like, oh, these pages right. So So I was going to do, like, the tip jar, like... If, you, yeah. if you're self-deprecating about your, your pages, right. you have to put in like five bucks, right? right. But then uh, Nick Johnson got out of 20 and he was like, here, just in advance. And I was like, okay, that's not going to work. So now if you're going to apologize, you actually have to write a haiku <laughs> about that apology. Okay. Read the haiku. And then, yeah, so, so it takes so much work. People
0: have just stopped right. apologizing, which is cool. But so I, I would say have them write, write the haiku, but then also keep the five dollars in the jar because what, we're gonna how are we gonna fund that party we we're gonna have? Oh, that's true. So it's, that's just, I, I love how you always bring it back. Acer will
1: will just I would say like every two months or so will like message me like so drinks <laughs> when it's happening like i promised you guys a pool party you're like yeah. hello I no know. pool
0: party yeah sari and i had to fend for ourselves by I'm the way i'm sorry and by the way i love how you keep saying drinks 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 so i just want my because my mom is probably gonna be listening i don't mean drinks i mean drinks in the global sense and i mean like let's get together pilar right. has an awesome pool mom so that's right I'm trying to get my mom so to come out swim. here too. So. Your mom's invited? I, no, she, I know, but she, but she doesn't know how residential your area is. She thinks LA is. You know what? I'm going to stop talking about my mom. She's going <laughs> like, to disown me. I noticed that your couch is red and it's not a cloth white couch. Right,
1: because whenever Acer was in writing group, she would ruin my white couches with ink. And she did it once, and then she did it again, and then she was <laughs> not allowed in writing group anymore. And it wasn't
0: even like a dot of ink; it was for some reason like a blood stain. Yeah. blue. Well, one time it was red. Right, I could have passed it off as yeah, but feminine. It problems. was no, it you know, was just you just, it, you just all come in and ruin my
1: couches. Well, I think we called you Ink Bottom for <laughs> <We> a while.
0: <laughs> I was so horrified. <laughs>
1: But I did it again. Apparently, I wasn't that horrified. I did it twice. It'll be in your in your next book. You can have <laughs> Acer Ink Bottom salmon will talk about. She will. She will confess. That'll be about how little, she's ruined little. My flip book. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm in it, I want to be um, taller. Okay. Thinner. Are you, will you actually read past the third chapter? <gasps> Burn if it's a flip book. Okay. <laughs> So where can everybody get the wrong end of the table?
0: Well, I'm selling them out of my car. No, I'm joking. Uh, I I actually am not joking. But um, uh, Amazon, um, they... And they every now and then will run like specials where I think they did uh, something with a Kindle. It was like, I don't know. It was like a really, really, really great price. But it's, I mean, it's already it's Look, a decent price it's a book it's, it's a on book.
1: amazon it's not gonna be expensive Buy i think it.
0: i think you know what honestly i feel like yeah get the book but also the the audiobook is super fun if you listen if you if like i knew this there pro- was an audiobook well you can still get it i'll get it to you i have i have the a cd thing. <laughs> you can listen to it in your car I could've. oh my god you could still do it there's no could have no it's on my kindle i'm in the middle of reading it. i'm enjoying oh, it okay so. Well, you can do like a supplemental thing, like ding, you know, turn to page four. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, it's available on Amazon. It's also available. Um, if you go on, I think it's in, is it indie bound? Um, is that the, there's a, I don't know. I should have known this. Hold on. I'm, uh, Oh, my publicist is going to really be mad at me. Um, it's, uh, if you go, I think it's where you can, f- it's, it's available wherever <laughs> in, independent. It's an indie book. Hold on. Do
1: some wrap-up. Let me look it up. Um, I want to remind everybody to go to onthepage.tv <laughs> to check out the in-person classes and also the video conference classes. The next uh, class is going to be July 13th and 14th. It is the two-day rewrite class. And also that will be taught as a five-morning video conference class from July 20th through I think it's August 19th. We've been having a lot of t- fun with the video conference classes. Are you back? i back. back with... And
0: I need to learn to not second-guess my. It is IndieBound.org. Indie if you uh, want to order it online, you can, it, it's basically a local. I love supporting indie bookstores. They're the best. They've been so kind to me. Um, so if you go, um, go to IndieBound.org and put the book in, it's, it's available locally at um, Chevalier's. Anyway, Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and that's where you can find it. Check it, it out. Acer Salmon, The Wrong End of the Table. So I'm also on, on social media at Salmon. On all across the board. So Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. A-Y-S-C-R-S-A-L-M-A-N.
1: Congratulations, Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks to Acer for being here. Thanks to
1: all of you for listening. And have a good writing week.